you gotta restart. <laughs> I forgot what our intro is. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going, Rose? What is <laughs> I knew it was coming. I literally knew it was coming. Um, I, <clears throat> okay. Uh, what, what, uh, what's going on, bros? <laughs> oh, what's going on, bros? <laughs> Today we're playing. I'm, okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? And well, fucking no. no. <laughs> <laughs> How's it, zoning boners? Welcome back to the Boxed Out Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, with Xavier. Uh, <coughs> we're here with episode six. <laughs> Can't do that, can we? <laughs> Says who? We're rolling with it. We're going with it. That's that's the intro for this week. Welcome to episode six. We're back. We're back in action. Uh, this is probably like the fifth time we've said I'm back or we're back. But it's it's been a lesser hiatus than usual. It's okay. We'll roll back into it full steam ahead. Episode six, talking about Canada, talking about Silverstone. Let's fucking get it. Max Verstappen with another goddamn pull. I hate my life. <laughs> did he get? Oh yeah, he did. I was like, uh, I was yes, like, he did, did he did he even get pull in Canada? Yeah, no, he definitely did. Um, yes, he did. So yeah. that is um, four of the last five, if not five of the last six. To my knowledge, because I'm pretty sure the last one that Leclerc pulled in was uh, Australia. No, Leclerc pulled uh, in. Leclerc pulled. No, he didn't pull in Monaco. I don't think he. I don't remember if he pulled in Spanish or not. Uh. When was the last time I've no he he had to have I mean, gotten it sooner. Australia, it was he, a while ago. Swear to God, he had it to have gotten it sooner because I remember complaining about him just dropping fucking four tenths on our forehead. So I'm uh, I think I I'm think almost positive. So we're off our game right now. Um, we're out of our stats. Yeah, though. yeah, that's what I thought. He got pole in Baku. Um, Checo passed him T one. And then I'm t- I was just talking about purely. Sorry. I say pole. You know what I mean. Oh, you race know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Race win. His Sorry. last race win. I'm tired. Was definitely Australia. Definitely Australia. Yeah, that was. Max is Max has won almost every race. Max won in Miami. He won. What? Regardless, Max has been winning races, and now he has a. He has a, fifty point. Almost Pretty 50 point. 49 point buffer to uh, Leclerc. And then 46 point and buffer to, to Checo. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, Leclerc is, I want to say, like five or six behind Checo or something of the sort. He's uh, only three behind Checo, but what's crucial is the fact that uh, it shouldn't happen for the foreseeable future. Like for the next five races, there shouldn't be another Ferrari DNF. Um, yeah. But for what it's worth, like. The reliability has been plaguing them, and it was really funny because everyone was like, man, that Red Bull's a shitbox. That car breaks down every fucking race weekend. And now, you have the Ferrari, which is broken down in two out of the last three. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Double DNF in Baku. Like, that was such a big hit, especially in the constructors. Like, that was disgusting. And it's pretty bad. Yeah. So there's a healthy lead Red Bull's got in both, um, 
And as a Red Bull fan, I mean, I'm absolutely fucking loving it. I'm just going to put that out there I right mean, now. As a racing <laughs> fan, I enjoyed the last two laps of Canada. You know, Max and Carlos going at it. It's I say Max and Carlos going at it more like Max watching signs try to go at it. <laughs> but, you know. Entertaining it, the idea. Like, right. Like, you can, you can understand the... Uh, the passion in Carlos there, so you kind of rooted for it, yeah. Oh no, for sure. If anyone was gonna win that race, uh, I actually wanted it to be Signs because Signs could win a race and it would have no bearing on the championship. So, mm-hmm. if anyone, it would if, just be it would just be a weekend. Yeah, if any Ferrari driver is gonna win a race, I'd rather it be Signs. But uh, yeah, and he looked quick in Canada. He did. He was on the pace. Um, what we did discover is that that Red Bull, goddamn monster in the straights. I mean, there's just no comparison. It's absolutely disgusting. I don't even... Um, I don't know how they got such... I mean, they've been good in the straights all year long, but it just feels like that gap has grown even bigger, mm-hmm. even though Ferrari has turned up the engine power and everything. Um, what is good... I guess the only good news that Ferrari fans can pull from Canada is the fact that Leclerc actually had a great recovery drive. Uh, it was really, really good. P19 to what, like P5, P6, oh, something like that? Great one. Yeah, a no, it was really, really good recovery drive. Absolutely deserved driver of the day. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Unless unless you wanted to give it to um, Joe, but I it's, think... Uh, I it's... And another thing, Max Verstappen is just fucking ice cold. I mean, there is not, like, unwavering. In the last few laps, you could really see it. He just doesn't falter. And, like... Yeah, he's been bearing <clears throat> down um, late race. And you can see it, I think, early early in the season. Um, he was clearly upset with how he felt the car was. Or at least how he felt that he was performing in the car. Right. But now he's just so confident and comfortable... I'm, I mean, I, I can probably say that at this point, it, it may be early to call it, you know, based on um, how Perez has been racing this season and even how Leclerc has been racing this season, depending on how Ferrari holds up. Um, but I think this is another max year, you know, um, and a lot more or a lot less contentious than the previous one. <laughs> it would definitely be nice. I'm not going to lie, especially after having Lewis Hamilton uh, up Red Bull's ass every single weekend. Uh, it would be very, very nice to see him run away with it. Um, obviously, as a racing fan, you know, I want to see a championship fight. But as a Red Bull fan, fuck that championship fight bullshit. <laughs> Get fuck. Um, <laughs> Max looks completely different this year, though, especially compared to his previous years. Like, I think that that title under his belt is instilled a new level of calm. Uh, he... he He's also looked much more mature on track. You don't really see him pulling any silly shit, which is good to see, definitely. Um, <laughs> silly shit. <laughs> yeah, not he's not doing. Hey, we're any, coming up. We're coming up on Silverstone. Any any goofy goofy stuff? Uh, yeah, we are coming up on Silverstone. But that brings me to my next point, and I've been waiting to do this for a fucking while. <laughs> Porpoising, and the FIA, which was. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the Mercedes like second stay bullshit whether they did it legally or not and made it onto the car results already done FIA is not going to do shit about it no point in complaining however I think it should be noted right that most if not like by most I mean 75% of the grid has porpoising under control 
most of the people on the grid are in a car that does not suffer from porpoising. The issues that drivers are complaining about, for the most part, has everything to do with the ride, nothing to do with porpoising. These cars are way stiffer than they've ever been before. So, with that in mind, obviously, going uh, in a, a very bumpy track, uh, going somewhere like Canada, you know, it's not it's not going to feel good, that's for damn sure. But, um, and especially on Baku. But the thing is, Mercedes, in typical Mercedes fashion... And I won't just say Mercedes fashion, because Red Bull is very guilty of doing the same. Bitched and bitched and bitched some more Up until they ever, they, they, they literally bitched until the FAA was like, all right, all right, fine, we'll fucking fix it. And here's the thing. Mercedes is not porpoising because of the regulations. The regulations have nothing to do with it. Red Bull has porpoising under control. McLaren has porpoising under control. Alpine's had porpoising under control all year long. Literally all year long. Let's go, Esteban. And you're going to sit here and tell me that it's a regulations problem. It can't be. That's literally fucking impossible. So Mercedes has now bitched, had a technical directive instilled, and now, uh, like... It's so incredibly, like, not even just petty, just lazy, honestly, is what it is. Because they said, look, we could figure out what's wrong with our car and try to catch Red Bull and Ferrari. Or we just derail the entire season and then nobody wins. So Mercedes is kind of, I'm not happy. I'm definitely not pleased, as you can tell. Uh, The shenanigans that they pulled this time around, I'm not a fan of it. I can't say that that Red Bull wouldn't have done the same, but like, I mean, Mattia Bonato. Ferrari would have done the same. Bonato got I think, upset. Again, I think it was top top three teams. Sure, I I don't I don't disagree with that, but it happened, and it was Mercedes that did it. Um, and I I want to talk about something real quick because Horner was super super quick to say, "Oh man, the FIA just favor one team." Bullshit, they do. Like. I don't understand how Horner's saying that after he just won the 2021 World Championship the way he did. Like, how are you going to say the FIA favors one team after that shit just happened? You can't say that. Not, like, logically, at least. There's nothing in... Nothing has transpired over the course of the season that will point you to the FIA's favoring Mercedes. They're just not. It's just... just, They're not. Well, and and that's exactly what it is. And, again, you look like... it's, It's like a... A top team complex in every sport, and it and it follows and tracks through every single sport where the um you know the the main organization is going to favor the teams that are either making the most money or performing the best, and unfortunately they just chose the more popular team on paper last year at the end of the day. Yep. But. That doesn't take away any merit from either of the drivers. They both performed fantastically, and you could nitpick that season down to the bone. Um, but yeah, you couldn't say that the FIA really prefers any team, just more that they prefer the top end, you know? But you can e- even see sometimes in, in previous years that, like, they favored McLaren and, and, you know, just whoever's doing them the best at the time. So I think it's important to note that. You can't. The FIA is also. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they got like a new, uh, a new chief honcho, but I'm pretty sure they've had a lot of like movement in terms of like the leadership positions. And like 
the guys that are calling the shots no fucking clue (laughs) the the guys calling the shots keep getting switched out so you know it's it's not been contiguous um and i don't even know if it has any bearings on like regulations and shit like that but i know for a fact that um at least race director wise uh shit's been a whole affair so i Mm -hmm. wouldn't put it past the rest of the faa but it's just I, i don't know it's really silly um i think that what the FAA should do is enforce a limit on the balance, which I think is what they're doing, but I don't know if they're going to execute it this way. Um, I'm pretty sure they are. It, a car bounces too much, you make that team ride raise the ride height. But there should not be a regulation change just because a car is bouncing too much. If they're bouncing too much, it's a, it's a fundamental problem within the team. Technical, like, directives, I guess... They're meant to fix broken regulations. And the regulations are not yeah. broken. The regulations are working fine as is. But, as all these teams come to term with ground effect, they're figuring shit out. Mercedes figured out they have no fucking clue how to do anything with ground effect. It, it would be really, really annoying to see a complete regulation change just because of one team. I doubt it'll happen. There's no way it happens. but um, Probably not in full. No. Or in a... Um, super impactful way but to um, not talk about Mercedes big 3-4 they had um, which is probably their best weekend that they've had in a long time Um, Alfa Romeo yeah they look good uh, my guy Joe, he had a great race a really really good yep. race so yep. that was good to see it was, oh it was awesome Again, if there's anyone else to look at for driver of the day besides Leclerc, it was him and Esteban. Yeah. I mean, um, Alonso locked into ninth place, if we're being honest. But Esteban, Esteban drove a <laughs> drove a good race. Alonso <laughs> damn near put it on pole, and then his car shits the bed. <laughs> you can't say he shithoused his way into ninth. You want to talk about someone shithousing their way into a position? Look at fucking Lance Strulovich. How the hell did he end up in tenth? Um, you know what? The best conversation that I have for that is I do not understand what is happening in Orange right now. (laughs) It is (laughs) fucking appalling. The McLaren boys have been all over the place (laughs) all year long. But uh, what was good about Canada was. Danny Rick behind uh, Lance. He like, was like five seconds off, a little less than five seconds off. That's yeah, that's awful. That's awful. That Aston Martin is like a wheelbarrow with a go kart engine. Like it is so. Though it did look, it did look pretty good at Canada. Like all things considered, the Aston looked pretty good at Canada. It. It did, but I think that's purely because of the track. Like, I, uh, I don't disagree, but exactly to your point, like it was good at Canada. So, it, while it's I been guess. a wheelbarrow in other races, it was at least pretty decent in Canada. Um, I don't know, man. Lando in fifteenth, just it's like it's he per like obviously not, but this man wants to disappoint me every weekend. <laughs> you know, I have bright eyes. I'm looking to the stars for him every single weekend, and it never happens. He's just, it's. He, I I don't even want to say he's an unlucky driver. He just kind of exists always. 
But, like, McLaren also looked good, like, through the practice sessions. McLaren looked good. Like, in practice three, they were five and six, respectively. Um, and then in qualifying, Danny Rick was all the way up in ninth. But, yeah, no, Lando just had a really, really poor weekend, um, all things considered. And Actually, now that I think about it, um, we do need to touch on Baku a little bit. Um, even though it really wasn't, like, uh, a super interesting race for me, because I think I stopped watching after the double Ferrari DNF. But yeah, I, I do remember that I called Pierre Gasly to place fourth in that race. And he placed a slight little I'm, fifth. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm almost positive we did uh, Baku um, last last podcast. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I'm because wasn't 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 it the night before? It, yeah, or it was the it was the hour before. It, it was I was gonna look it up. Um, but I don't. I I just that's all I wanted to say because it really wasn't that interesting of a race. Um, Pierre, let's let's him. not bullshit ourselves. Pierre did not. He didn't fucking. You know, he didn't really. Fifth? He was in fifth. I yeah, called fourth. That's, I, I don't even dude, care what he did. I'm that's just saying, like, awesome. That's, that's but my the first thing bullshit is... call of the year that hit the mark. We're gonna, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting that's there. That's what this is. Evan finally fucking hits the mark on something. He didn't wait miss until, for once. Wait until I call a Mick Schumacher fourth, and that happens, dude. If if you call, the gonna let it on yeah, fire. If you call Mick <laughs> Schumacher f- uh, fucking fourth, and he gets it, I'll give you my house, my keys, uh, to my car. That doesn't work, anyways. <laughs> um... So I guess uh, we'll Back go ahead and Canadian, yeah, we'll the t- interesting race. A lot of people rated it pretty well. I, I think F one suffers from recency bias. Canada was not that entertaining of a race until the last five laps. I I just think it was wildly more entertaining than Baku. Oh, for sure. But for sure, very fair. I I don't know, but also you could sum up the entire race by its best moment. You know, just kind of how it. Just kind of how it goes every weekend, you know. Yeah, you but remember, I'm seeing like, people like things that really stood out to you. I don't know if you've ever been on YouTube, but they have these like fucking polls and shit where it's like, what would you have? How many stars would you give the Canadian Grand Prix? And what? Everyone was fucking <laughs> giving it like five stars. It's like, dude, five stars. Like it was, Man. it was a, it was entertaining for what it's worth, but it was not five stars. Is entertaining. There a, is there a single? Is there a single F1 race this year that you would give five stars? Um. Maybe Jeddah, maybe. Uh, maybe Bahrain, maybe. <laughs> Other than that, though, probably not because those are the two races where it was pretty much like Max versus Charles the entire time. So I was, yeah, I was about to say say Jeddah for the same reason, um, but that's about it. Like, and not to say anything bad about F one, I just feel like you know, um. If you're like actually truly being honest, it's not like the pinnacle of excitement, you know. No, uh, and I it's, like it's to, uh, I derive a lot of interest from the machinery. Right, know? exactly, and that's where like ninety percent of my interest in the sport comes from. Is like yes, racing, but also like the technical advancements. Um, but like primarily, you know, like fucking uh, a clip right here. Twenty sixteen uh, F one cars are they were. I don't even know how to explain it. They were just goddamn entertaining. I mean, they were pretty slow, 
uh, and pigs to drive, so you had to be good to drive them well, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just close race. I mean, 2016, you had Rosberg versus Hamilton. What a battle. And then, I mean, honestly, 2016 through 2019 was pretty good. But um, as of as of recent, I mean, and it's what comes with the sport. It's a development sport, right? So, obviously, Up and down. top teams, they come in, have money to spend, have money to develop. They come up with the best car. That's just what happens. Uh, but, yeah, no. In terms of, like, pure... I would say this season is probably less entertaining than last season, uh, holistically. I would say, yeah, maybe in the first two races you could say, uh, you know, this is probably as good as 2021, but as it's developed, I would definitely say 2021 has been the more entertaining season at this point in the season. Uh, I also think that for what it's worth, not having Mercedes in the championship fight does actually kind of it's more of a detriment than i thought it would be mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think f1 is particularly it's definitely not the most exciting thing in the world and the past few races have been pretty boring all things considered <laughs> i mean it, it is just kind of um again the up and downs of the sport you know um but like again i think a lot of people who who watch F1, you know, every weekend, or again, just focused on the machinery and, like, not necessarily the drama per se, but, like, the, again, the intermingling between teams and, and drivers and just kind of how the whole scene works and, and everything that F1 is. Um, so I think, like, the main attraction isn't even the race itself every weekend for most people, you know? Um, it's just, like, the culmination of everything. Right. Hard to explain that, I guess, but uh, I don't know. I think everything about F1 is fantastic, and uh, I don't know. Its depths are very cool. For sure. No, absolutely. Um, but I guess it is, now is probably a good time to segue into the upcoming race, Silverstone. I don't really like, honestly. Probably, probably the race I've been most excited for all season. The only reason I've been excited for Silverstone is for one reason. Seeing Max win in front of the same British crowd that cheered when he got fucking crashed by Hamilton, that would be really, really nice to see. Well, I mean, literally frankly, cheered when he slammed into that wall. So, all things considered, that's why I want to see him win in Silverstone. Uh, that's why I'm somewhat excited for it. Um,. Honestly, if I could have seen Max lap anyone at any race, it would have been seeing him lap Hamilton and Silverstone. Uh, oh man! <laughs> but it, 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 you know, it happened early, and it, it was good when it happened. Yeah, no, at for least sure. good for you. For sure. I, I just kind of reveled in that alongside you. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think honestly, um, I'm actually gonna pull up the track, though I know what it looks like pretty well. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the map anyways. Uh. It does look like it's probably going to be a pretty Red Bull-centric track. There are there are nearly five long straights. There. Yeah, so you have Maggots to and make Beckets. make up a majority of the track. You have Maggots and Beckets. So. You have Cops. You have... Honestly, fucking, like you said, there's there's three pretty, pretty long straights here, and then there's a lot of areas then, where you're basically flat out. Where you're basically, yeah... 
right before the like the long um boomerang stretch before uh the the second DRS zone. Yeah. Um, and then especially like in fucking Stowe and shit like that, like I it, it should be a pretty good weekend for for Red Bull, I think. Um Mercedes is bringing updates, so we'll we'll see how that looks on the car in Silverstone. Uh hopefully it looks good. It would be cool to see a, a decent performance gain. Hopefully um, Leclerc and Signs um don't befall to any terrible curse of unluckiness. Like I hoping... feel like a lot of the top racers and top teams have actually been seeing more than other teams this year. Like I feel like you know the the um Red Bull, Ferrari and and even you know Mercedes by way of Hamilton have been severely unlucky compared to the the lower teams on the grid. No, for sure. Um you don't really see a whole lot of misfortune except for at Aston Martin. The they've been a goddamn mess all season long, but well, that's by their own fault. True, but like at oh, Haas, hey, like Schumacher. Haas has been drama-free for the most part, apart from Mick Schumacher, um, and like McLaren really hasn't been unlucky. They've just been fucking slow. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen anything that's like, wow, McLaren's really super, cool. really super unlucky. Holy fuck! But yeah, no, didn't uh, roll the dice well. Oh boy, no. I would they definitely just, say the top three teams are definitely like the. Uh, you know, the unluckiest. Yeah, we. It's weird, but um. So I'm also seeing. I, kind of I don't know how reliable this source is. It's from InsideSport.in. Uh, says F1 British GP Red Bull set to copy Mercedes will bring up upgrades to Silverstone like the Silver Arrows. It would uh. Yeah, I, I'm not really buying the legitimacy of this site, and all things considered, it seems pretty biased. But it's uh, it yeah, it, the upgrades. It's just to maintain the uh, the standing. And what's important to note is that the Red Bull is still overweight by I think about eight kilograms or something like that, which put into perspective is about three tenths of lap time. So uh, there's still a lot more in the car, and I think uh, if you're a Red Bull fan, it's a great time to be alive right now. That's for damn I was just sure. gonna say, I was just gonna say Fat Max, but I didn't know how how much you'd take that seriously. <laughs> fat Max, dude, he's gotta <laughs> yeah, lose some Max. fucking weight. They gotta get Checo and Max on the treadmills. You're too fucking heavy, dude. Dude, holy shit, it's just eight kgs, man. Could you imagine, just, like, like Red Bull's just, like, like blow the diet for a little bit? <laughs> Red like, Bull goes, you know what? Hey, look, hey, could fix the car or could starve our drivers. Make them lose about seventy-five percent of their body weight because they've their body's literally eaten everything, and then we make up all of the weight loss. Simple. It's as simple as that. You in the off season, you know. <laughs> Just starve your drivers, mm-hmm. and then you'll make the weight limit. It's that simple. It really is that simple. I don't know, man. It. <laughs> I do think that Red Bull is just the scariest fucking team. Even going into next year, like I know next year they're going to be holding the reins. Like I don't see any chance that they let this championship slip, even so, if it's still very early. Well-oiled machine. And about the only thing yeah, they can exactly. save Ferrari at this point in time is they Good have luck. to. They yeah, they have to hope that Red Bull DNFs a lot more than they do. Uh, but as it stands, Max could literally afford to not finish in a race, have Charles win, and he'd still be leading the championship by a healthy amount. So, 
uh, it's definitely definitely some work to be done. I'm not. I don't think that Ferrari's fully out of the out of the fight. Um, but if there's another DNF from Leclerc, they're definitely out of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, getting in getting into the danger zone now in terms of the points deficit because uh, they've got Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull has over a little under 80 points in the constructors as I said earlier um, which means that they I mean they've just got so much wiggle room in terms of like being able to have bad weekends like just even like a points haul is going to continue to soften the blow they're in a really really strong position right now um, it's definitely their season to lose for sure for sure for sure but I think Ferrari uh, for what it's worth if they you know maybe find some upgrades that bring a lot of pace to the car or Red Bull just all of a sudden is less reliable and just starts DNFing like it did in, in the early season, then Ferrari will claw it back. But what I really worry about is their strategists. I worry about their uh, ability to operate um, in the strategy department because you look at Leclerc and Monaco and you think, man, they really can't afford to do this much more. If they do, they lose. That simple. Anyways, uh, to get on to predictions, because I feel like this is a good time to start doing that. Probably. Uh, what are we, for qualifying? We're gonna qualifying. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say Max Pole. Okay. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Uh, I think it'll be a Red Bull one too, for uh, qualifying. Truly. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. George Russell front row. No, actually, literally no shot. George Russell P2, right? I would actually be willing to put both Mercedes behind both Ferraris at least, if not further behind in qualifying. So I, I think it's going to be – it's either going to be – so you got – Think about Ma- – I, I think Max is going to lock in pole. Excel in these straight lines. And for sure. But the Mercedes is mm, – has as of recent, but it – I think it's lacking mm-hmm. on engine power. I'm not entirely sure. Actually, I think the engine is the, is the same, but their drag is just causing them to lose out on the straights. Um, honestly, you know what? I I'm banking on the upgrades because I don't really know what it's gonna look like That's after true. the upgrades. That's very true. Uh, but if it carries the porpoising into the into like the high speed shit, they're not gonna have a good weekend. Um, but what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Max pole. I'm gonna say George Russell second. I'm gonna say Leclerc third. I'm going to say Checo 4th, Sainz 5th. Hamilton 6th. Bottas 7th. Lando 8th. Yeah! I'm say Lando 8th. Uh, 9th. You know what? Fuck it. Tsunada is going to be 9th. No fucking way. And Danny Rick is going to be 10th. <laughs> And Pierre Gasly is going to be fucking 15th where he belongs okay, in the bottom no. of the fucking the bottom of the barrel. Fuck Pierre Gasly. Don't we don't like Pierre Gasly. Don't talk shit about Pierre. <laughs> Actually, wait. I mean, I know Sunoda scored a lot of points or whatever comparatively to him, but I'm pretty sure doesn't Pierre have more points than him now because he got that P5? Yeah, five more. Yeah. Okay, who's the better driver now? So... um. <laughs> Frankly, when it comes to qualifying, you're not as kind of a getting sh- like shit on as of recent mm-hmm, though, especially the mm-hmm. DNF in Canada. Didn't do the good DNF, yep. 
never does good for your um, for your standings. But you know, um, for qualifying, I think it'll be a, a Red Bull one two. I think it'll be Max Checo, and then Signs Le- or yeah, I think it'll be Signs Leclerc. As great as Leclerc drive or drove, I just see Signs just pulling it up in Silverstone. I like the idea of it. I want to see him race well. I feel like he's had a, a more unlucky season than uh, Leclerc. So I'd like to see Sainz have another good race. You know? I would also like to see Sainz yeah. have a good race. I feel like it's important for his confidence. Um, agreed. Absolutely agreed. Especially in that car. Right. You know, he's driving the second best car on the grid. Right. So you got to um, do something, you know. And then especially, and I still believe that Ferrari has the best car over one lap pace. I think that that's still firmly theirs. To That's theirs for the taking. But I think at Silverstone, just because of the track layout, it's going to be a little different. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like you were saying, I think Signs, uh, he definitely needs a confidence booster. Talking about confidence boosters, though, Danny Rick needs to have another good weekend. He outperformed <laughs> Lando by or substantially in Canada. It uh, doesn't yeah, help that Lando DNF'd in qualifying. This is true. They get beat so, by Strulovich. Um, so, but to, to finish, I think after the uh, Ferrari boys in fifth and qualifying will be Esteban in that Alpine. All right. Okay. And then, as much as I hate to admit it, Alonzo will be right behind him. You mean Alonzo will be right in front of him? No, Alonzo will be behind him. Right in front Alonzo... of him? Alonzo... Fuck you. Alonzo 8th, Elkhart ninth. <laughs> Alonzo's engine is going to explode, and he's um, retiring tomorrow. Yeah, and Yuki Tsunoda's wing hope. is going to crack in half, and they're going to fix it with fucking tape again. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's like he's an he's an unlucky driver, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, Esteban. I think Esteban will get fifth, and then there's I genuinely, no I genuinely think there's no way. Think about those Alpines, man. What they about them? They right. get speedy. Okay. This just in: they get speedy, Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need any more reason than that? They should that be their fucking like, motto, just they get speedy. Is is that not the goal of the sport, is to get speedy? It is ultimately the entire the goal, season. To, to be Every fast. day they wake up and they get speedy. Dude, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong about that one. I got to give you that one. Uh, Hamilton's going to gonna place uh, above Russell again. It should. Uh, you think so? Uh, yep. I don't yep. know. I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to perform in front of his home crowd. I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on himself. Um, Especially if... I think the worst thing that could happen for Lewis Hamilton is that he finds a lot of uh, confidence in the new upgrades and then uh, goes into the race and finds out that it's not as quick as he thought. And then he gets frustrated and he does stupid shit. But he is a seven-time world champion. I doubt he's going to do anything that absurd. Uh... Granted, he has done some shit in the past, Albon 2020 Austria, um, that, you know, will leave you scratching your head. But I think for the most part, I think uh, Mercedes may, it's a toss up. They could either have a really good weekend or they'll be nowhere again. Uh, yeah, I, I think I get that for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I think Silverstone's going to be a good one. I think that's, that's yeah. I'm excited. I'm one that excited. I, I, I think the racing's gonna be good. I think the yeah, midfield battle is gonna be excited. pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty nice, pretty tight. Stoit. Um, 
but uh, I guess we'll move on to uh, to the race per predictions. Um, I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say that you know what? I'm going out on a limb here. Actually, I'm not going out on a limb here. Uh, Red Bull won four. <laughs> Max is gonna win. Checo's gonna finish fourth. Leclerc Ooh, will finish. Leclerc and Sainz. Yeah, because I think Leclerc yep. finishes second. I think Leclerc will finish second. I think Sainz will finish third. I think that'll complete the podium. I think Hamilton's I gonna finish fifth. I think uh, Russell's gonna finish sixth. I think I agree with you there. I think he's gonna finish ahead of Russell. I think okay, Hamilton fifth. Uh, <laughs> I won't put Esteban. I think I agree with you honestly. Yeah, Hamilton Russell for sure. Because on it, like, think about it. I, I'm just thinking about you know, um, Silverstone as a track, right? Like, these, the top three teams should pretty much like roll. It's just kind of Silverstone. Yeah, no, I mean, due to the nature of the track. But I don't know. Again, maybe we'll we'll see uh, Bottas get in there because just good driver. I was actually yeah. just about to say I, I could definitely see him getting a seventh, maybe even higher. I could see him. I could see him placing higher, sneaking out amongst, um, or maybe between the Mercedes, yeah. Mercedeses, Mercedeses, um, the Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just excited for it. I'm not sure how I feel about um, Joe going into it. I don't know if he'll ride that confidence that he had from Canada, but it would be nice. You know, um, no, I'm pretty get sure he get had four a, points at that. Yeah, no, it was definitely a, it was a great points haul for him. Uh, what did he? Oh yeah, <laughs> DNF'd in Baku. Never mind, I'm tripping. I'm, uh, not on it. Not on it. Anyway, I remember? Do you do you remember when that happened? He was actually having a really good race in Baku, and then um, yeah, that's got, what I thought. He, I was he, like, he I'm was pretty sure he got the car failed. On yeah, him. he got fucked over by the DNF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a lot of Ferrari-related power issues that day. Yep. Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to go ahead and uh, wrap everything up, though, which brings us to a nice and uh, tidy 40-some-odd um, minutes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Real exact. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you for tuning into Episode 6, and I swear on my life and Xavier's life, seven days. You can't swear we'll be, on my life, we'll too. Punctual. That's not... You can't do that. That's not something that you can do. We'll be punctual. Thank you for tuning into the Boxed Out Podcast. And until next time, enjoy racing. <laughs>